Welcome to Heart and Soul, the radio show dedicated to all things BDSM. My name is Mistress Elisa. I'm a dominatrix, BDSM counselor, and life coach. Listen, you've got questions, and I've got answers. And I'll be talking to you from my heart and soul. Hello and welcome to another installment of Heart and Soul. I am Mistress Elisa. I will once again be your host. Today, we are going to be looking at the conversations that men have with their dicks. This is an interesting topic because men, most men don't even know that they are doing this. They have no idea that they have been programmed to listen and to follow whatever it is that their dick is telling them to do. Now, they do a lot of times know that they have to hide certain things, you know, certain things cannot be made public, certain things don't need to be known by your wife or family or friends, so they will hide these things, but in that quiet space, a lot of times, they don't know that that look or that touch or that dream or that fantasy is something that their dick is giving them, and they are simply accepting it as true oh, if I could get her, if I could have this, if I could have an ass like that, if I could, you know, have a huge pair of tits, that would be so much more exciting. But what your dick doesn't tell you when it's feeding you these fantasies and these partial truths, if not straight out lies, is that that's not really what the guy is looking for a lot of times. Let's look at this a little bit more closely. I really believe that a lot of times men don't know what they want. Why do I say that? Because as a lifestyle dominatrix, men will come to me with some of the, well, I want to say outlandish, some of the most outlandish things that vanilla people will have ever heard. But to people in the lifestyle, it's no big deal. I'll give you an example. One of the biggest requests that I get this is one of the biggest, is for men who want to ejaculate into their own mouths. They want to learn how to become eaters. They've seen it on porn. Uh, they fantasized about it. They saw someone else do it, and it turned them on. Now, here's the catch with about 95% of people who are coming to me with this request. Please make me do this. As soon as I get them to the point that they are horny enough to do it, they are out of there. They are so fucking gone, they, they're gone before I can blink. And I even tell them this. I say, listen, you sound like a fetishist to me. You sound like the kind of person who is seeking some sort of sexual high. And, you know, you have put this fantasy in your head, and as soon as you get it, as soon as I get you to this point in one to three calls, you're gone. And they tell me, no, 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 this is not true. This is something that I've wanted for years and years. And, you know, it seems so hot to me. But when I'm not horny, when I'm not horny, it seems like 
a disgusting act to me. It's so unappealing. It's something that I just can't even stomach. It's so disgusting. Well, there's your truth, sweetheart. You can't trust what your dick is telling you when it's hard as fuck or when you're horny as hell. You can't trust your dick. Seriously, you can't trust it. It's not telling you the truth, especially if you have been turned on to kink and porn and fetishes. You have been feeding yourself these images and these thoughts and these fantasies. And you know what happens? As soon as you get it, you're like, wow, the fantasy was so much better than what I actually got. And so what happens from there? Well, from there, you push the envelope more. You push the fantasy. You add more kink to it. You know, maybe you add a strap-on or a dick or, you know, you're a bottom in some man's fantasy. People will take it there. Men will do almost anything when they are involved in kink and fetishism. They'll do almost anything to get their dicks off because they've become so desensitized. So the conversation that you have with your dick, when your dick says, you know, I'm horny and I need this. And you as the guy are going, yeah, that's what I need. That's exactly what I need. I need a bigger pair of tits or, you know, some sort of dirty interaction. I need it filthy and dangerous and dirty and more risque. That's exactly what I need. And then as soon as you get that, you feel remorse. You feel shame, embarrassment, fear, regret, you're, you're afraid of what you've done to your body. Have you put yourself at risk? I have men going into glory holes and being bottoms for other men, having unsafe sex with other men, sucking off other men, and then going right back to their wives, putting their wives at risk, putting their children at risk for some fucking disease that they've picked up in some dirty alley somewhere, all because their dick said, I'm hard, and you're going to be my slave and do whatever it takes to get me off. That's what's happening. Your dick is talking to you. Are you going to keep listening to it? Are you going to keep obeying it? Mm. Can you turn on the voice of your own truth and start to tap into that voice? And that is one of the things that I work toward with clients who are trying to come out of addiction. This is the voice of your addiction. This is the voice of your dick. What is the voice of your truth telling you? Many times, many times men have developed these complex relationships with their dicks because their dicks have been with them pre-puberty, during puberty, in their late teenage years, you know, early adulthood, adulthood, marriages, affairs, other marriages, and, you know, the, the midlife crises, and, you know, the, the wonder years, or the glory years, you know, your dick is the way that you have learned to process happiness, um, celebration, sadness, loneliness, fear. A lot of times, at least what I have seen, there are always going to be exceptions. It's like I can hear people listening going, yeah, but 
or my story is different, but, 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 you know, I'm not talking to the butters. I'm talking to the, the clientele who calls me, who reaches out to me in person, who reaches out to people like me. That's who I'm talking to. If you're one of the butters and you don't fall into this category, then it, it probably would have been better for you to stop this podcast long ago. I'm speaking to a very specific clientele, very specific group of people who fall into this category of, I am so distracted in life. I'm distracted in the lifestyle. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I picked up the phone, lied to my wife, and made an appointment to see you, and now I'm going to cancel. And I don't even know why I'm canceling. I don't know why I'm running. You see, when you have spent so much time focusing, directing your emotional energy through your dick and not through your brain, you're creating problems. You develop this relationship with your dick where the thing that's most important is getting that dick hard, keeping that dick hard, making that dick feel good. And if this orgasm isn't as good as the last one, if it isn't as good as that, that fetish that shocked you two or three months ago, then you're going to your dick going, how can I serve you? What can I do to make you give me one of those amazing orgasms again? What can I do to get you hard as a fucking rock again? Tell me what to do, oh great one. I'm, I'm being a bit out there, but isn't this really what's happening in an indirect way? It's very subtle, but this is what I'm seeing. This is what my guys are going through. They're calling and asking for help, but they don't even know what's wrong. They don't know what the issue is. They don't know what they're looking for. But they do know that their dick is so important to them. And if their dick isn't hard, they don't know who they are. They don't know what their identity is. They, in a lot of cases, don't even know why they're here. Because that is how much of a, a constant companion a hard dick has been to them throughout their lives. That's how they get through relationships. That's how they relate to women. That's how they feel like a manly man, alpha male, with the biggest pair of fucking balls who can conquer the world. All of that is filtered through his dick. This conversation that men have, have with their dicks is subtle and I think it's the subtlety that makes it dangerous what kind of conversation are you having with your dick of course it's indirect you know if you ever get to the point where you're saying my dick spoke to me okay you've, you've got issues we're, we're not being crazy about this but what we are saying is that there is a message that's being passed along from your dick about self-identity about self-worth, about what is worth it, like what actions are worth it and what actions aren't. A lot of times, a man will come to me who has been married for a number of years, 15 to 30, 35 to 40, 
I get a wide range of years that men have been in seemingly committed relationships. Why do you live this double life? I don't know. What are you looking for? Oh, I get bored. I like variety. That is bullshit. What do you mean you like variety? So you get variety, and then what happens? Oh, well, I'm bored with that now. I need something else. But what you're doing, sweetheart, is going down the rabbit hole. What you are doing is digging a deeper void. What you are doing is distracting yourself from life and relationships and the people who truly care about you. And a lot of times, even the work that sustains your very life. Boredom. Um, uh, this need for variety, I categorize those two reasons for being in BDSM as total and absolute bullshit. And I call my clients out on it all the time. You're either going to look deeper and tell me why you're really here, or this call is over, or this session is over. Why are you here? Well, my, my wife hasn't slept with me in 10 years, five years, two and a half years. My sex drive is really high. And the fact that my wife rejects me makes me feel sad. That's the reason you're here. It's not boredom. Why are you here? Well, I never really learned how to date. I never really learned how to relate to women because I've been addicted to porn for so long. And my dick... It's just telling me, you know, I feel like my dick is so important and that doing whatever it takes to get my dick off is much more important than learning how to, how to be in a healthy relationship with a woman that I love. You know, I, I think I've just given up on having a healthy relationship and I am resigned to just living out these fantasies for the rest of my life. You need to start dealing with truth. You need to start dealing with truth. Mm. What is it that your dick has been subtly whispering in your ear, telling you that you need? You know what human beings need? All human beings. Whether you have a dick or a vagina or both or two vaginas or two dicks, it doesn't matter. What human beings need is a loving relationship with self and loving relationships with others. And if you think about it, even those who are addicted to porn or sex or masturbation, I can ask them a question like, what is one of your fondest memories in life? The memory may or may not be connected to a sexual act. And for a sexual um, addict, for a sex addict, it usually is connected to a sexual act. But there's something else there. There's something else that makes his voice quiver, that brings tears to his eyes. There's something else there that makes his voice drift off and makes him want to live in that space as opposed to this one. A lot of times the stories that they tell will be prepubescent in nature. We're talking 10, 
nine or ten years old, they might remember this moment where they felt safe. They might remember another moment where they felt cared for or understood. This is before they were even aware of what was happening with their dick and orgasms and ejaculation. It was before they began exploring with their cocks. So if you want to understand what makes you tick, I would ask you the same question that I ask my clients. Think about a time in your life that was pure. That was not based on whether or not you got what you wanted sexually, because that's not pure. Not in and of itself. In and of itself, using another person to get off, there's not there's no purity in that whatsoever. What was a time in your past that made you feel like you could smile or like you glowed from within? Maybe your dick was involved, maybe it wasn't, but think about it. And what would happen a lot of times with my clients is they're transitioning from 10, 11 to 12, and they're going into puberty And these memories, these feelings, this desire to fit in, to be loved, to find their place in the world, it's mixed in with these very strong sexual feelings that they're having. And this is where that conversation starts. This is where the secrecy starts. This is where shame and embarrassment normally set in. This is where that kid is exploring on his own or with his friends, or with that crazy-ass uncle who lets him see porn, or even a parent who lets him, you know, watch porn. This is where the dick starts talking to you, and you lose your sense of true self. What does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be you? What does it mean to be a man? This idea of your manhood being wrapped up in your dick, it's a lie. Because when you get to the age that your dick just doesn't want to get hard anymore, are you any less a man? No, absolutely not. Some people may say that you're even more of a man. That argument could definitely be made. If your sense of self, if your identity, if your sense of worth and of well-being is wrapped up in your dick, then when your dick is promising you a good time, is telling you that you need to go and chase this skirt or that skirt, or you need to rack up $20,000 on your credit card, you need to start questioning things. Those compulsions that are there, I call it the voice of your addiction, or you could call it the voice of your dick. Call it whatever you want. And, and some of you are not addicted. But again, what I'm saying to you is I'm speaking to a very specific group of people. I'm speaking to the people who contact me for counseling. The people who just find themselves in trouble 
doing things that jeopardize their relationships and their home lives, their futures with their families, including their children, Dick, being more important in their lives than anything else. The thing to remember about your dick talking or your addiction talking, if that word applies to you, is that there's only going to be half-truth at best, but a lot of times you can expect that whatever is being told to you, if it's processed through your dick, you can expect that to be a lie. If your dick is talking to you, and if that voice has gotten you into all kinds of trouble, then let's just go ahead and say that if your dick is talking to you and telling you to do something, telling you that you need something, let's just go ahead and say that that is anywhere between a half-truth to a soft lie to a hard lie. And I would say you need to look at that a bit deeper or a lot deeper and find out what the truth is. Do you just need someone to understand you? Do you need to come out of your alpha space and take off your Superman cape and just feel like you don't have to prove anything, that your, your value and worth as a man are not wrapped up in your credit card limit or how much money you have in your bank account or your savings or how big your house is or how many cars you have. Because, you know, the thing about stuff is, I guess nowadays it's pretty easy to get stuff, but how difficult is it to keep it? To keep up this image of perfection that doesn't even make you happy. The wife, the kids, and, you know, you don't want to spend time with your kids. You don't want to spend time with your wife. The only thing that's important is your dick. That's it. As long as your dick is happy, then the world is okay for those 15 minutes that your dick is, you know, hard. And then when it's down again, you have to face life. What is truly bothering you? What really aches on the inside? What is the void that you are digging away at and making deeper? All because you're not brave enough to hold up the mirror, to look in that mirror and acknowledge what you see. Why are you hurting? Why are you running? I want to be clear that I'm not talking to people who have a healthy sex drive or a high sex drive. I, I will be quite honest with you. I have an extremely high sex drive. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But when your sex drive is jeopardizing the, the, your life because of the decisions that you're making, that is where you need to look at this and realize there's a problem. Have you gone down a rabbit hole you know, looking for the key, looking for that tunnel, looking for that amazing new thing. And then when you put your hand on it and it's right there, you try to put the ring on your finger and it doesn't fit. You try to put the key in the hole and it doesn't work. It doesn't open the door or the door is just barely cracked open and you slip through it and the effort just wasn't worth it. You know, you lie to your wife, you lie to your kids and your community. And for what? 
Yes, she was the perfect image of what you told you told yourself you wanted. But as soon as you got her, you were bored with her. As soon as you got her, you blamed her for your boredom. You blamed her for your disappointment. And the truth of the matter is that this issue lies with you and the conversation that you're having with yourself about self, or rather, the conversation that you are not having with yourself about self. If you're processing, excuse me, if you're processing everything through your penis, there's going to be a problem. You can push the envelope as far as you want to. You can go to Wikipedia and you can introduce every single fetish into your life that is there. You can push those boundaries until the dam bursts and the floods just come in and there's this overwhelming rush of, oh my gosh, that was intense, that was amazing. But I guarantee you the next time, it's not such a rush. The next time, it's her fault or it's his fault and you need someone else and you need something else. You need more people. You need bigger tits. You need a woman with a dick. And there's nothing wrong with women with dicks. I think that she males or transsexuals, transgender individuals are absolutely gorgeous. But I'm talking about people who fetishize and use other people for their own sexual pleasure, and they have no true appreciation for who these people are. Male, female, transsexual, transgender, she males. There's no appreciation for another person because the only thing that matters is your dick and what your dick is telling you that you need in that moment. So I ask you, what kind of conversation are you having with your deck? Are you willing to listen to what your cock is saying and simply obey? If that's what you've been doing, then perhaps it's time that you started to ask questions. Perhaps it's time that you started to look a little bit deeper. Again, the question today has been, what kind of conversation are you having with your dick? Maybe it's time that you started to have a question or a conversation. I hope I said that I hope I said that correctly. Maybe it's time that you started to have a conversation, not a question, but a conversation with yourself, with your true self, with your core self, with your heart and your soul. Who are you? What do you need? What are you running from? What scares you? Why are you here? Guys, this is Mistress Elisa. I have once again enjoyed speaking with you from my heart and soul because, I'm trying to get the music going, because it's only when we deal with issues of the heart and soul that we're able to live fulfilling lives. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. To learn more, visit my official website at www.alisacoaches.com. That's Alisa, A-L-I-S-A, Coaches, C-O-A-C-H-E-S.com. 